Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tampa gets ready to uh, play Houston. Obviously, uh, they like these David against Goliath series. Uh, and the owner, Stu Sternberg, joins us now. Uh, Tampa does more with less than anybody. And you saw it again on display last night. I mean, think about this, folks. That's an inside joke when Dono was batting cleanup in a playoff game. I mean, that just sums it up 100%. Uh, Stu, congratulations, first of all. Uh, Many thanks. It was awesome. Yeah. That's a great win last night. Now Morton, Morton fighting through that game without his curveball, and he couldn't hit this broadside of the bomb with the curveball last night, and he got through five innings. Great performance by him. It really was. He, you know, actually, you saw him. He faced the Yankees. Uh, you know, we needed a couple of games, uh, you know, a week and change ago. And yeah, he was spot on with it. And when he is, he's basically untouchable. But they were spinning on the curve yesterday, and he somehow worked his way through a couple of tough jams. He did. He, laid eight, he, faced, he had eight guys on base. He got through the innings. He got through five innings. And you guys knocked out a bunch of home runs. And, you know, uh, the fans were having this debate today, so you're the perfect guy to talk about it. In baseball today, and you guys are having, considering your revenues and what you have and resources, you have had more success than anybody in baseball by far. What do you want in terms of a happy medium between your front office and your general manager and your analytics and your manager? Yeah, yeah, I guess it is going on these days, right? It's always this kind of season. Uh, look, you know, we've been at this now for a while and initially it was all everybody thought it was all about you know the nerds and the data and everything else which it plays such a huge part in everything we do i mean the way you game plan and everything else you just have all the information to game plan and you know what we have had is have a bunch of guys in the organization uh at the top and the middle uh who've grown up and and you know just trust each other that's really what it's about you know you have a manager who hadn't managed before Kevin Cash, is he's still the second youngest manager in baseball, the Rocco, who came out of here, right? And Cash is now the third longest tenured baseball manager. If, you know, if you think about it, with one team, he's, he's, he's the third longest with one team behind Frank Cohn and the guy we played last night, Melvin. So, you know, he didn't come in here with all this, uh, you know, baggage, let's say. With these guys grew up together, you know, my GM and the multiple GMs we have and, and others, the team presidents and all. So suggestions get made. They don't get shot down. Nobody goes in, you know, taking credit for stuff and overriding things like that. We take the data and, you know, look, as we're speaking right now, these guys are, you know, hard at work. There's a group of probably 12 guys, 12 people right now, not just guys, uh, you know, debating every aspect of who's on the roster and how do you pitch to each guy and what do you do in each situation. So you put it all together, but, you know, you can't have the finger pointing and covering up and you have to have people who walk out of the room and support each other. And it has worked brilliantly for you. And, and I mean, do you target 
these guys, I mean, I mean, look at Dono as an example. I mean, Dono had not failed. He had failed colossally in, in other spots. He had been on two teams this year, and then he look at the year he has for you guys. But darn <laughs> Darno specifically, there was a bunch of dumb luck involved. However, you know, it's a residue of design in a sense. We had two catches go out within basically minutes of each other, right? And, uh, you know, in a minor league catch gets hurt. So we go pick up Eric Kratz, and we had just missed Darno. He had gone out to the – because we had two healthy catches. He went out to the Dodgers, and we've always liked him a bunch, you know, a bit, I should say. Uh, it didn't stand out to the extent of, you know, some catchers might around the game. It's hard. You know, with catchers, you've got those three, four, five guys. You were just talking about Sanchez, yep. who, you know, is a force. I mean, you know, you can take the pluses and minuses and how you want to build your team. But Sanchez is a force, you know, to, to have in that position. And, uh, you know, Darno was, a, was one of those guys that, you know, if, 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 if he puts it together a little bit, he can stand out. He can stand out with the bat. He stands out behind the plate. And he hadn't really done it to that point. And then um, when our guys went down, you know, we had a chance to, to get Darno. We had a choice of, you know, 12 different catches, let's say, you know, all sort of on the scrappy. But there were a couple of things about him we liked. And there's a guy given an opportunity and told he was going to play coming in. And, um, you know, it could have gone south. But, in fact, uh, you know, the couple of things we liked really played up pretty well. And you go in with the design, we're talking with Stu Stumberg, the Rays uh, owner, you go in with the design where you want to use, you expect to use your whole roster every night, right? I mean, that's pretty much the base, that's pretty much what you're trying to do. Exactly right. You've got to say, it's built from the bottom up. Everything has to complement the other piece. I mean, there's certain types of guys we like, don't get me wrong, you can't just shove anybody anywhere. But, you know, as you know, we started this whole thing, back with Ben Zobrist, you know, a bunch of years ago. He was a pinch a switch hitter who was able to hit, you know, well from both sides of the plate. He was able to play outfield, shortstop, second base, third base, anywhere you put him. And, you know, contact hitter who had some power, an ideal ray if there is such a thing. And for us, a prototypical type of baseball play. We've got that now. With a, We went out in the offseason and we picked a guy who hit the two, two home runs yesterday, you know, basically limping around the bases. You know, had been out at Yandy Diaz, and yep. you know, here's a guy who played first base and third base, right? It's, it's a big deal. Don't get, you know, if you've got a guy who can play a couple of positions and hit the baseball well, it's a big deal. We've got Wendell who can, you know, you saw, I'll tell you what, we had this kid, Brasso, last night, who, you know, again, no all star by any stretch, but he was an undrafted uh, college player, and he came into our system. And this kid worked at, and he worked his way around the diamond. He and he played first, second, and third last night. It was the first time I think in any postseason game, um, a guy had played three different, you know, first, second, and third base in the same game. So that's the kind of thing we were moving guys around the diamond even last night, uh, you know, with, and able to put him. Darno played. Darno had never played first base for us. I think he played twenty some odd games at first base for us this year. I know it's remarkable what you guys have been able to do and the way you utilize the roster. It's revolutionary. And it's no surprise that Morton's your highest paid player, too. I mean, because that guy is a force and he's become a postseason force. That we were able to get him uh, somehow at that price uh, was, you know, just it was it was almost miraculous for us. Our guys were so high on him. They had him as one of the top starting pitchers in all of baseball. Best curveball. And he, Best, best curveball, and he's throwing 96, 97, you know, and darts, right? You said last night he had no curveball, and he was yep. still, you know, just He still got through five innings. That says, yeah. it says a mile. It says everything. He couldn't throw his curveball yeah. for a strike, and he still gets through five innings. So, he, you know, he, so here's a guy who Houston doesn't even tender. 
right? You know, you imagine, you know, there's a guy they didn't tender, and, you know, for whatever reason, they knew him well, and that was probably the only thing we had a scratch in our heads. We did a great job with him, uh, and he did an amazing job, you know, keeping healthy in a certain way. He, I don't think he'd be, you know, he's far past any innings limit he's ever thrown, any innings ever thrown in a season. And he hasn't missed a start for us this year. So the fact that, you know, a lot of teams shied away from him. And then, uh, you know, we had to get in there and, uh, you know, sort of match with a, with a few other teams and got him for us, which is, a, you know, a substantial amount of money. Has this team surprised you more than others? Or is this one uh, you, uh, about this? You know, you've, got, you've gotten there so many times now that it's not a surprise to anybody. But how about this group? It, it is because in the past when it, you know, we, we have come into most every year since 08 uh, thinking that we, we have a shot at, the, at 90 wins. I, don't, I think there are two years that we came in when we fell around 70 that we didn't think we can get uh, only two years. And both of those, we thought we were an 85-win team or so. So, uh, you know, things have to go wrong for us. You know, if we think we're an 85-win team, you know, to really fall, fall off the map. And things have to go really well for us to get up into the mid-number 90s, especially in the American League. He's playing the Red Sox and Yankees 38 times. Interestingly, this was the year we got to 96 wins, and things didn't go particularly well. We no. lost, our, you know, our starters. You had Snell, Cy Young Award winner out for, you know, for months. We had Glasnow, the kid who was the best in, in baseball the first month, out for months, you know, four months. You know, crazy. The third pitcher, the fourth pitcher. Uh, it, so it was one after another they were going down. And, um, you know, every team's got injuries, but, uh, you know, we had enough depth to sort of withstand it. And uh, our guys did an incredible job, which is, to me, what it always comes down to is the bullpen. If you can put together a bullpen that's going to perform, and really, in some respects, it's a crapshoot one year to the next, that's going to be the difference in a a 90-win team winning 80 games or winning 96 games. We're talking with Sue Summer, the owner of the Rays, who are back here again uh, off a big win last night and now get a chance to take on the team that is considered the favorite almost everywhere to win it all. I mean, that is very, very strong. Uh, obviously, the Astros. Um, before we get to that, uh, Montreal, what's going on? Well, we put everything on, you know, I'll talk for a moment, I guess. We put everything on the back burner, you know, with that. We made an announcement back in June, I guess, early July, you know, about exploring this idea, uh, well, wanting to explore this idea. Baseball right. Baseball went along with it. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, it was a cockamamie idea, don't get me wrong. But, you know, the more that uh, we had explored it and thought about it internally um, and spoke about it, it makes all the sense in the world. And we think that... Um, that it could be the future of sports when you look out, you know, not in the next five years, but 10 to 20 years, where you have franchises in cities that probably can't do 81 baseball games a season. That's a long season. Um, you know, months of April are cold. Months of September can get cold, even May. So if you can sort of follow the weather a little bit, and you've got a number of growing cities. You know, Montreal obviously is an established city for a long time in North America. But you've got a number of cities in North America you know, from the Nationals and San Antonio's and Las Vegas and Austin and Portland and Charlotte, that, uh, you know, baseball is just not going to put 40 teams out there, right? Uh, you know, I'm sure you will see some expansion years from now. And, uh, you know, not just baseball, but I think you could see it in basketball or hockey or even football. You Where know, we move about. teams around a little bit with their, where they share them in certain cities. Yeah, move it. It's know, an, it's it's a, it's an interesting idea. It's a it's yeah. a very new idea, but it's a it's something it, it it does by practice does make sense. 
you're you and I are New Yorkers, you know, from from you know, <laughs> ashes to ashes, right? And you know, yep. as are most of the listeners, and we all get it. And New Yorkers, we all have a certain way of looking at things, and there's no reason for a team to New York. You leave New York, right? But yet, over the years, uh, you know, we we lost two baseball teams in the '50s. Uh, even you know the Yankees are threatening to move to Jersey at a point, and you know, you, you, but yet do we? You know, we have three hockey teams, right? Yep. Probably wouldn't be the worst thing if one of those hockey teams, you know, will remain nameless, or, you know, looks to play in a different city, you know, 10, 15 years from now. Can they handle three hockey teams here? Uh, is hockey going to keep expanding? You know, these are the kind of things that are going to develop over time. Uh, you know, you know, baseball and other sports are going to want to get into Europe. They're going to want to get into into South America, specifically Mexico or the Far East. You know, as time as travel changes and, and uh, you know, needs for everything, they follow the money as it goes along. You know, for us, I'd like love nothing more than just to be in Tampa Bay, you know, have my 81 games, get to the playoffs, draw two and a half million people, and I'm done. I wouldn't <laughs> be thinking about this. But, you know, clearly that's not going to happen, hasn't happened, and we're not even smelling that. So, uh, you know, I'll take the playoffs and the 96 games first and foremost, and um, well, we're going to try to figure out a different route going forward. Potentially. All right, your thoughts about the Astros? They're beasts. They really are. You know, we, we actually played them pretty well this year. We have a yeah, you did. You, you, they, everyone talked about the matching up. They didn't want to play the A's, but you guys played them very well. Yeah, I think we were four and three against. We opened the season, so I saw them firsthand. The opening four games of the season, and they just, you know, like the Yankees when they were, you know, it, 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 like the Yankees, especially when playing in Yankee Stadium. I mean, you know, top to bottom, every spot in the order, and you know, they're not just good hitters. These guys are are as you know as good as they are in the game. I and mean, you know, Altuve is. is you know, it's yes. incredible. And then you turn around and you say, okay, you've got the hitters and you're planning and you're trying to deal with them. You, you know, they're lefty righty and, and you know, you, you, you can't match up even well. And then they throw the three pitchers at it. you plus, you know, the, the couple of guys in the pen and it's, it, it's almost insurmountable, but we're going to try. Hey, you know what? Congratulations. I mean, the amount of success you guys have is mind-boggling. It really is. And the, the, and the way you guys reclimate players uh, and where they come from is fascinating. It really is. And you can see it so much, the stories and the way they're on display during the series, uh, when they're playing these series, it's just unbelievable. Because, you know, you guys do it differently, and it's, 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 it's really smart, and it's, it's been effective. It's been incredibly effective. Look at last night as an example. I mean, just the, you, you know, where these players came from and how how they perform, it's, it's remarkable. It really is. You deserve to be congratulated for an incredible amount of success considering the, you know, the resources that you have down there. It's, it really is a remarkable testimony to you guys being smart. It really is. Well, thank you. I, yeah, we, it, uh, you know, we, we, we've, we've been at it you know, for a while now, and I think we know who we are and what we can do. And, uh, yeah, there's nothing more I'd love to be able to just uh, you know, find another 60, 60 radio, $100 million, and go you know, go sign four more guys, free agents. But I'll tell you, this group of guys we have now, and it happens, as you know, in sports with teams every now and then, it just gels. And they, a lot of our guys grew up together. The pitching coach, you know, uh, he was he was a pitching coach for many of these guys when they were in the minor leagues. Uh, he said, you know, these guys have played together. They won, uh, you know, a number of the guys came up from the minors, won championship the last couple of years, the last year in Durham. So, they, you know, they've experienced some, some success together and they've, they've, you know, leaned on each other. And the great part is, you know, when you sit a guy or they don't make a postseason roster, they know they got to be sitting, you know, ready to go at any point in time because, like Brasseau last night, you know, he gets put in at second base. This is a guy probably, you know, ten, eight hours before he didn't even know he was going to be on the roster. 
Amazing. And I tell you, there'd be a lot of irony and a lot of interesting things to think about in a Yankee uh, Tampa ALCS. You know, that, that would be uh, quite interesting. It really would. Well, let me tell you, I would uh, look at, you don't want to play those guys, but I would love to play those guys. I'm sure you <laughs> would. You know what? Yeah, that, that, listen, that would be a lot of fun on a lot of levels. It really would. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it gets to that point, um, you know, you and I will chat again. We will. Absolutely. We'll be ready before game one. So good luck. Go get them. Michael, thanks for the support. Thanks very much. Congratulations. Okay. Stu Sternberg, the owner of the Rays. And like I said, no team in professional sports gets more out of their resources than they do. Think about it. In the NFL, everybody has resources. Think about what they are able to accomplish and where to get these players from. Go look at how this roster is built. I mean, it's almost mind-boggling. And last night, think about it, Mets fans. Donald's batting cleanup on a team that just won the wild card and has been to the playoffs year after year and won 96 games. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.